Hello, my love. Welcome back to the 1111 podcast. I'm your host, Cass, and this is a sign from the universe that you have been waiting for. This week, I want to talk about meeting your inner child. What is your earliest memory of your childhood? How far back can you go? I feel like I have little blips of tiny me being like a toddler. But then sometimes I get that confused with whether or not that was a story I was told about myself or whether it's a core memory that I have. Whatever case it is, think about the earliest memory of little you and ask yourself, when did you let go of her? When did you let go of her? I've talked a lot about your inner child in meditations For years now, back when I started a self-confidence meditation course, I did a specific uh, guided meditation just to meet your inner child, and I've talked a lot about your inner child in other episodes, Um, specifically when I recorded five questions to ask yourself. One of them was, who is my inner child? So I do really like that this inner child work was kind of brought to the general public's light lately. Um, I mean, if you're, if you follow pop culture at all, um, because of Kendall Jenner, and she reports lately that she was doing inner child work lately. She told a little story about how she put a little childhood photo of herself on her mirror so that every day when she was getting ready, She would remind herself like who you're doing this for and, you know, probably to remind herself of the vulnerability and, you know, the inner child, the inner playfulness um, that still exists today. So doing inner child work is not just those with a traumatic childhood, although if that is something that you had, I highly, highly recommend doing this work for sure. Um, But, you know, we really are using our inner child to unlock our vulnerability. And I had a wonderful childhood. There's nothing traumatic. You know, my parents were very loving. I was very lucky. But I love doing this inner work because of who I was as a child. So as a child, we do not have our guard up. We trust people completely, like utterly and completely. We trust people without expectations. We dream, we imagine, we play. And over the years, unfortunately, fortunately and fortunately, we add on these layers of learned behaviors. We add on these layers of thoughts and thought processes, whether they're our own or they're learned through our family members or our friends. And we add on another layer of emotions that we've come to experience through the years. And slowly, we really cover up that inner playfulness and that inner openness. And eventually along the line, I believe that we step into someone who might not always be our true self. I'm not saying that this is all of the time, but, you know, we really, really learn to replicate other people. We really learn to replicate other people and blend in versus as a child, we are so creative and we just express ourselves 
all the time without fear of judgment. Like think about you as a child in like an elementary class when we were told to, you know, write a story or write a poem and you would just you would just sit there, you would write your story, write your poem, and then you would get up in front of the class and read your story or read your poem and everybody would clap and it would be like no big deal. I mean, maybe you like had some anxiety about presenting in front of other people, but you know, at the core, you, you did this with, you know, you did this with a creative expression that we lose as an adult. Now picture yourself doing that now. Picture yourself sitting now in a classroom with 20, 30 other people. They ask you to write a poem and you have to get up and read that in front of people. Like, what are you thinking in your head? Like, even personally, I would be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to be judged. Like, they're going to think I'm weird. They're going to think this poem is too deep. They're going to think, um, you know, that my voice is weird. They're going to judge my outfit. Like, we really, really add on this layer of fear of judgment and, you know, these deep emotions that we slowly cover up that inner playfulness and that inner creativeness as a child. So why is it important to do this work, whether or not you have things from your childhood that you feel that you need to heal? I believe it's important to do this work because we can pull up and and sort through our needs, which have not been met. And if you think about the hierarchy of needs, um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we learned this like in school, but just a refresher, it is a pyramid. And starting from the bottom are basic human needs, which are physiological and safety. So those are the two bottom tiers and basically these are things that are just so basic needs as a human like water, food, shelter, um, you know, feeling security, you know, security for your health, for your property, for your items. These are just basic needs as a human and, you know, if, if your childhood consisted of times that those basic, basic physiological and safety needs were not met, then it's extra important for you to do this inner child work because you were experiencing times where your basic needs were threatened. But if we move up the hierarchy of needs, then we have love and belonging, we have self-esteem and self-actualization. So There are definitely times for all of us where our need for love or belonging, specifically belonging, was not met. And that doesn't have to be by your parents. It's definitely more of like a peer or friend group um, thing that threatened that that need for you. Um, Our needs for self-esteem and self-actualization, these were things that were definitely not met for you at times in your childhood, no matter your childhood. There were times where these needs were not met. So our behavior as adults are a direct correlation of these childhood experiences where those needs were not met. So the coping mechanisms that you developed during childhood, during teenage years, when these needs were not being met for you or when they were specifically being threatened, 
those coping mechanisms that you developed then carry through. I've talked about it in the uh, episode about attachment style that your attachment style is formed in childhood and it takes deep work and it takes uncovering to heal and to make changes. And this is just like your inner child work. This is the same. This is not something that you can just listen to this episode and you're healed. You can't just read a book and you're healed. It takes deep, dark work. It takes uncovering and it takes, you know, the stamina to, to heal yourself and to move through these coping mechanisms, these, you know, reactions that you've developed in learning how to heal them. So how to meet our inner child. Obviously, I recommend working with a professional and I never claim to be one. These are just my personal thoughts and personal experiences, but working with a professional really, really will challenge you to move through those thought processes and patterns because you can do all the work you want in the world, but are you really challenging yourself the way that somebody else objectively would? Okay, so that is my best recommendation, but you're here because you're interested in self-development, self-work. There there are so many ways that you can meet your inner child on your own. So the way that I do it is by sitting and meditating. Are you surprised that I recommend meditation? (laughs) Um, But sitting with yourself, meditating, and journaling. So a way during a meditation practice that I get people to meet their inner child is to picture a specific uh, memory of you as a child. Maybe you had like a specific outfit that you love to wear and turn this version of yourself into a little poly pocket and move it into your heart space. So close your eyes and imagine this little version of you in your heart space. Just take notice for a minute or two of his or her body language, their action, their inaction, the amount of time that they're able to focus and what emotions they seem to be displaying through their body language and through their look. So then you can kind of take this little Polly Pocket version of you and work through that hierarchy of needs. So imagine a time where your physiological or your safety needs weren't met and notice what comes up for you. Imagine a time when you were denied belonging. Um, This is like, I know this has happened to everyone, whether it was in a friend group, whether it was your peers in a classroom, whether it was your family or a family member, or whether it was a relationship, you can definitely imagine a time that you were denied belonging. And that is one of the hierarchy of needs that were being threatened. So at that time, you, without knowing, developed a coping skill and developed emotions around this core memory of a time that you were denied belonging and you put up boundaries and you, you said, you know, no more vulnerability. Um, or maybe you completely gave into your vulnerability and you started crying and, you know, crying and stomping your feet was like the new coping mechanism for you. Allow yourself to feel these emotions and notice which coping mechanisms still come up for you to this day based on that one time that you were denied belonging as a child, what comes up for you today? So now imagine yourself 
being denied belonging, imagine a time now in the present moment that your self-esteem was threatened. Maybe you're bullied. Maybe you're not recognized for your achievements. Maybe you're not trusted to succeed in a certain situation. Imagine yourself in these scenarios now and notice your coping skills. Have you let go of vulnerability? Do you allow yourself to feel pain and emotions? Do you put up a wall? Have you put up a wall over the years? Do you allow yourself to give in to these emotions maybe? Maybe you're an over-emotional you know, type of reaction. Just notice what comes up for you and then we can start working on healing your inner child. So healing your inner child consists of you know, imagining that same little Polly Pocket version of yourself and sending her love, sending love, sending praise, practicing vulnerability. And the most important part, and specifically for healing your inner child, for me anyways, is forgiving your younger self for reacting these ways. Like I can picture a time that I was denied belonging in a friend group. And, you know, my reaction was very over the top. I remember like crying and pretty much like kicking and screaming and like yelling at a friend and like writing these mean notes and, you know, going home and crying and like feeling like my life was over. It was very, very, very dramatic. And I don't think I'd have the same reaction now, but I can feel a pull in my heart when I'm denied belonging in the present moment that you know, that kind of wants me to react that way. Because my inner child has taught me that my inner child developed that coping mechanism as a child. And like I said, we just carry them through into our adulthood, unless we do this deep work of healing, we just continue to react that same way. We still want to cry and stomp our feet and yell like I still want to do that. So the most important part for me was forgiving my younger self for reacting that way. You know, when I was 10 years old, how did I know? How did I have the insight? How did I have the self-actualization to know that that was not an appropriate way to react? I didn't. I simply didn't. So I have tried to forgive myself for reacting that way and knowing that now as an adult, I can allow myself to kind of be a parent to that younger version of myself and tell myself what I've learned over the years and why that coping mechanism doesn't work anymore. Always remember that just as much as the child learns from the adult, the adult also learns from the child. And so that's why you can form this relationship with your inner child now that you're an adult, kind of, you know, looking back with love, looking back with praise, looking back and forgiving yourself for reacting those ways, you can tell yourself as an adult what you've learned, but also allow your inner child to teach you the things that you've forgotten over the years by adding on these layers of emotions, layers of learned behaviors. And really just spend lots of extra time sending her so much love and acceptance. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed this topic and I will see you next week.